Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war it's a war all right welcome to episode eight of the art of war podcast welcome 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 we have Kalila Rose, singer, songwriter, extraordinaire, special educator, activist, you name it, sis has got it and she's doing her thing. Um, Welcome everyone. Welcome Kalila. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of War. Um, So we'll just begin um, with you telling us uh, just a little bit about yourself and um, we can go from there. Um, okay. Um, my name is Kalila Rose. Um, you know, as you said, I'm a performing artist, a writer, a singer songwriter, I'm a teacher, a special educator. Um, I'm an activist as well. And, and just doing things for, I, I full joy, enjoy doing things for the community. And, um, I'm also, there was something else I wanted to add. Oh yeah, I'm into food. I've been um just doing a lot more into being that you know just Kefra and you know and I and I'm we've been on this um so quote unquote vegan thing for so many years like um 18 years I haven't eaten or touched any kind of animal flesh so I've just been in that world and and cooking more and just bringing that to to the people and, and so forth and so that's that's a little bit about me right and and cooking is very much an art yeah. so you know like we celebrate all of it we celebrate <laughs> all of any any art that's out there we celebrate and especially one that's healing and, and healthy for our community, one that's really uh, right. bringing that kind of energy to our community. So give thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The fact that they call it culinary arts, you know, so yeah, yeah adding that art to it is, is very important. All right. So um, let, let's start. Like uh, when uh, we're jumping in, uh, when did you f- first find out you had a voice? I had a voice. Hmm. I, I, you know, my first, um, really my dad, who he was very, um, today I was just like crying like a big baby, like I miss my daddy because, um, on mother's day, I think my dad is usually one of the first people to call me, um, and, you know, and, and tell me, ask me how I'm doing and, and happy mother's day. So, but my dad was, was, uh, he sing, he loves to sing as well, but I remember him when I was like three years old putting me with like two or three other children um, to sing a song um, for church. And that was the first time. And I just realized um, how the impact that singing had on everybody else. They were just like so marveled. You know, I know that because we were cute and little, but, you know, it just made me think like, wow, this is so nice to just get all this attention from everyone. So that was the first time I realized I had a voice. So, so sis, thank you. Give thanks for that. So in realizing and getting that feeling from 
ones and you said the cuteness and just like hearing your beautiful voices where you uh, really come into a defining moment, what moment would you describe as saying singing is for me? Like, you know, you have a voice you've already encountered, you have the influence from your dad. Where was it like, no, I'm going to really take this on. This is for me. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think when I as growing up, I was um, I, I didn't really say this is for me. It was just something I love and something okay. just like this I want to do, you okay. know. Um, so I always as a child involved myself in music in school and sang for the family. And I was just always involved in and there were always ones who were pushing me to sing more. But because I lacked self-confidence, um, I didn't go forth at a younger age as a solo artist and so forth. But I just always loved music. Wow, great. That's, that's really great. You kind of answered yeah. uh, one of our next questions about being yeah. in an environment that supported your creativity. And that sounds great um, that you were in an environment that people really forced and um, wanted to see and hear your voice. Um, you touched uh, a little bit. Yeah, okay, go ahead, Daryl. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, speaking of, um, I see how your environment cultivated your creativity. And I would like to know, how did you break into the, the world of music or the business of music to um, want to do it for a living? You know, I, it just eventually, you know, I feel like I took longer than I was supposed to. I feel like the most high put certain individuals in my life to when I look back now, you know, and with these deep questions you're asking me, the most I put that and you don't even realize that it was like a stepping stone to be um to to embrace your calling. Um, you know, I I had for instance Nadine Sutherland, she is a popular reggae artist in yeah. um, yeah, she sings a song like action that they play over and and she's she's popular, she's a family member of mine. So as a young child, like be around her while she's writing music. Um, one of her most popular hits she wrote while her mother helped to raise me. So, and I, you know, went to award shows with her, and I just never. So I, I was watching her, and, and she was a big role model for me, and um, knowing knowing these things, and you know, I always had I had family members that were involved in music. My brother is a DJ, and you know, I've. I was linked with very um, high level producers at a young age, but I never totally embraced that. Like I said, that self-confidence part of it. So, but you know, when I got, I think after I had, right before I had my daughter, I was like, I'm going to do this. And it was going very fast for me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I got scared. I got scared mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. I was scared <laughs> because it was, really quick and I ran I was like oh my gosh I don't think I ever want to be famous and then um I drew back and I had my daughter and then I just felt so sad so right after I had my daughter um I just went full force and I went and recorded my first album and so forth yeah it seemed like you um even though you were scared like the music was still there in you saying sis yes. the most high right. put me here and you know you need <laughs> whoa like whoa <laughs> sorry sorry about that my phone sorry um but yeah so it, it seems like you know the most i was like you need to get on it sis because i gave you this gift 
So right. that's, that's probably why you felt sad. Yeah, I right. felt about leads. Um, I felt there was a jealousy aspect, you know, honestly, because if I saw someone else doing it with that confidence, I felt I felt lesser in myself. And um, so it's just when that art is bubbling up, you know. Says, give thanks. I mean, you are really like, you are really hitting it deep. Like, you're really showing, like, you know, aside that a lot of people, you know, try to kind of cover up and, you know, I'm advancing in a career and your creativity, you know, just wanting to be a part of it in some shape or form. And, you know, as a woman, like you said, having your daughter, you had to take a step back. Um, not trying to look at that as a, a regression, but, you know, just a part of your role. And, but wanting to really, because you love music, because that's when the first thing you said, it's not something you want to do, something you love to do. So I could understand. And then that jealousy was actually needed to probably feel you, you know, to like, listen, I'm about to bust out here and they better, yeah. <laughs> they better wait and see. That is a great way because sometimes we're so, we're taught to be ashamed of jealousy and to to deny jealousy, but it's a, sometimes it's a real thing, you know what I mean? And I, I never like that. It's fuel, a burning, something to help you to move. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't let it. And sometimes, sometimes it's not necessarily, well, not like jealousy right? in a bad way. It's like you're, the courage that you see someone. Right. Um, yeah. It can be an inspiration, let's say. I like that. In, instead of saying it's like <laughs> jealousy, like it, it kind of br br brings up like the feeling like, you know, I can do that. And I see that this person is doing it. So I know I can do it too. And so you use that as an inspiration to push yourself in, in, forward. And especially, listening, especially listen to others that you know you sound way better than. <laughs> it's like, whoa, <laughs> listen. <laughs> no, I'm just, I was just adding the humor to that. But, you know, it's like watching it, you know, it's like. Yeah. So um, uh, uh, do you write all your own songs or do you collaborate with other musicians as well? Um, for the most part, my first song album, I wrote all my songs. And, um, you know, I had my brother who gave me one word and I did give them writer's credit. They gave me one word. And like. <laughs> line I gave him writer's credit I don't know and um but for the first album I did all one song someone wrote a verse for me on weep not like there's a DJ part um he wrote the DJ aspect because I, I was a you know I wanted to take it a little a little more hardcore and I don't think I was there as a writer um we wrote it together actually and but for my newer project um I had some I had a co-writer for at least two or three songs, which was very, it was awesome. I appreciate that opportunity and it, it just helped me to expand myself. Dope. That's dope. Like collaborate, I'm a, I'm a big collaborator. If yeah. we collaborate and we mesh, we, we're good to go. <laughs> I'm all for <laughs> collaboration all the time. But how is, what is your writing process like? Like what are the routines or rituals that you go through when you start getting those creative juices flowing? That's a good question because I had, I felt like I've been going through a writer's block lately, honestly, and I haven't been um, putting out as much. So Currently, I just joined a class. I'm taking a um, 
they say ukulele ukulele class and it's a writing ukulele class and he uses like meditation to kind of draw out that um inspiration to write so I'm trying that now but generally before that is just um if I hear a song a beat I'm even if I'm at a dance or something I hear a rhythm and it's just like really nice and it's touching me my soul I just will a song will just come and I'll use my voice note and record it and then I'll expand on it for something someone will send me music and I'll just um sometimes the vibe in a song like I wrote a song it's about self-worth and about a person having self-worth and giving up on some something or some aspect that was putting them down and you know the man wrote me he's like um, this is a, this, this is a compilation about domestic violence. And I'm like, you know what? It's kind of along the same line. So I just listen to the music and get in touch with the, the, the instruments that's in the song. Oh, that's a, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you were yeah. saying something, Chanel. Oh, no, no, no. I was just vibing on that and, um, just, uh, hearing about how she puts together her music and, knowing that there's another aspect of her as a special education teacher. Um, since your love of music is very strong, um, do you utilize uh, mu- music in any of your uh, learning techniques with your um, students? I definitely do. Uh, I, um, I'm teaching online now, so that's a little difficult. But I mean, it's not like I'll play songs. Um, I'm going to teach them ukulele. So you know, I offer um, music classes, I've done songwriting classes. So we've created playlists and use it in class um, where the kids sent me their favorite songs. Um, I definitely play music. Um, You know, you go on YouTube, hip hop, study instrumentals. I definitely um, incorporate music in my class a lot because the children need that multi-intelligence uh, like art, they need visual arts, they need to hear music, they, mm-hmm. need, they need it all in, in order to just develop themselves as a human being. I, I agree. It, it's it's okay. a mind opener, like being being allowed to just sit in creativity. You know, that's what that's when you see like children shine. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like when you when you just give them their supplies and say, go at it. I love seeing it. I love seeing it. And music too. Music is definitely like um, for Isak, I know he's very connected to music and it's something that is very soothing Mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. And so I know definitely having that as a special education teacher, like focusing on that aspect that is so um, not really focused on regularly, like in school, because they're taking away arts programs and music programs left and right. Definitely. So, you know, so like the kids are losing in that way. So definitely when a teacher incorporates that stuff, it definitely expands the mind yeah. of the student. Yeah. I teach as well. And I definitely do play instrumental music in class during lessons when they're thinking. It gets the brain flowing much easier. What do, I know it's my interview, but what do you teach? <laughs> in the garden. This year, I'm teaching kindergarten. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I've what? seen some of your um your the art the art that you post of your children. It's always so touching because they say like the most fantastical things, and it's like, wow! Like how their minds work is incredible. 
It is. Online. <laughs> yeah, I'm in daycare, so you know I know I hear it every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's ed- all most of you. Well, we're all educators here because right. you know I do teach art too. So that's that's awesome. Right. Yay for educators that include art in their program. Yes, it was just yes. Teachers Appreciation Week. So, yes. It is. It is Teachers yes. Appreciation yes. Week. Yes. Oh, yeah. This past week, actually. Past, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. So, so, how do you, um, what do you have a stronger connection to? Do you music or teaching? I know we just went all into the, the music aspect and the teaching aspect, but what do you feel you have more of a pull towards? Is it music or teaching? Um. You know, I feel like I, I'm trying to see if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I feel like I'm pulled in a million different directions, honestly. And I don't think I have a stronger, I think, honestly, music. Yeah, I have a stronger, a deeper, more passionate love for music because I feel like I could, um, I could, ins- even though I inspire those in the classroom, I feel like I can inspire a little bit more people when I'm on the stage, when I'm writing my music, when I'm right. my music. Um, and there's so much <sighs> other stuff involved in the educational system mm-hmm. um, that I work for that I am aware of that it, it's kind of like, wow, it's very hard to be aware of certain things and still function in the capacity. Right, so. right. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's like... <laughs> You yeah. know the trepidation, so it's like it's hard to be gung ho one hundred percent. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true, and you definitely are teaching when you are creating songs and you're reaching the people and you can connect it with so many people throughout the world. World, excuse me, with your message. So you definitely are teaching. So I can see how music just is everywhere for you. Is everywhere for you. Yes, and you know, even in my class, I have to include the arts. Um, when they're telling me to teach this, I'm like, listen, I'm teaching. Um, my kids are doing visual arts because I have a teacher who's a, a visual artist and he teaches um, shading, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We did shading, we did culinary arts, and we were doing music. So we, I incorporate that, like, as all the time in my class with my students. Yeah, that's your, that's your special seasoning for all, <laughs> for, for all that you do like you know you sprinkle a little music in there yeah. and you know you get cooking yeah um so um how do you balance both of you know both teaching and singing how do you balance them mentally you know um it's not easy i'm not you know there's been times i just want it oh i've gotten it ugh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I've had teachers at school call me Hannah Montana and it was very it was very hard when I was because I didn't tell my job I didn't want them to know um you know I've, I just think about a lot of moments that one time when my whole class found out and I was like a superstar in the class and then you know <laughs> came in singing all my songs and I'm like oh my gosh they went on YouTube um <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> it's so um, it's so difficult because I like to separate it, the whole aspect. Um, you know, there are shows, late shows, and I didn't even sleep. I had to go straight to class. Um, there were times that I had to leave the country or leave the state and shoot back and 
go straight from the airport. Luckily, my job is at the airport, close to the airport, and go straight into the classroom. So it's it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to balance. But you know, it education was taking up most. I, I wasn't. I was dependent financially on education and I wasn't really focusing on how to become independent with getting money through my art. So that was the reason why I was more, I had to be teaching because I didn't focus on, hey, let me focus on how I can monetize my art, you know, right. with something that's very important. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, so um, you also do community outreach. I'm sure you incorporate your music into that as well. Um, what, and I know, and I know that's very important. Like, how do you incorporate the music into your service to the people? I know music um, itself is a service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the time um, I do, I do, if I say I want to go feed the homeless, um, and when I like to feed the homeless, I do it in an organization where we hand out boxes and sometimes they'll ask me to sing there or my friends, I get my artist friends to sing or so forth. But they've been asking me, I haven't um, done so much of that because um, I felt like if I was running an organization, it w- I kind of was more focusing on that. Um, but I've had times where I've um, just go out on the street and pack like 30 bags of essentials and really go out in the trenches, go out in, um, and that's something I'm looking to do within the next week, two weeks, um, just go to Penn Station. There are so many people who are just actually living and sleeping in Penn Station who can't go to homeless shelters that just Mm -hmm. are so grateful to get Mm -hmm. a bag with some clean socks, some toiletries and some And um, they even said, hey, we need a Metro card, you know, next time you come out. And I had the support. I used my audience. Um, People who are my supporters actually gave me, financed it. So they gave me funds to go buy these supplies to hand out. And a lot of people that went with me are people that love me because I'm an artist, you know? So they came along and was like, yo, you're, they think I'm a great person. and I, I try to be, <laughs> um, but because I'm, you know, because they, they respect my art. So they support those things that I do for the community as well. Yeah, that's an awesome thing. Um, especially in, like, I mean, and, and a lot of times like there's hardship, but like these, these days it's like, you know, actually living through it, it you see some of the things you see that like the homeless population in America is astronomical yeah. and there are so many homes and it's, it's, it's like, that's like a whole different subject though. Right. So, right. <laughs> it's like a whole different on and on for real. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a real, it's, it's sad because a lot of them can't go to shelters. Some of them don't have papers. Some of them don't want to go to shelters. Right, right. It's, just, it's a totally different world in that in that system. And some people are either uh, suffering from mental health issues or just like you said, in a, the effects of what's going on. And they're like, listen, I'd rather just stick it out, out here. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot. That says a lot about the society we live in where people would rather be on the street. You know what I mean? And to- 
you said that because May is mental health month. And yes, I yes, said yes. to myself, I'm going to do something because it actually hit home for me, you know, very mm-hmm. hard. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do something this month with my music and, um, you know, some kind of service this month for mental health month awareness. Really looking forward to that. I'm going to, I'm going to look forward to that because we, <laughs> we really need that. And we need that, especially um, our people and um, coming upon this question of uh, your music being very poignant and very much representative of your connection to Africa, the most high and spirituality. Um, have you ever found yourself in a space where you didn't feel welcome, bringing that kind of, bringing that energy, bringing that message as a Black woman, um, just wanted to express her her art. And have you ever felt that uh, feeling performing? Yeah, I felt that um, sometimes from my own people, um, a lot of, some people, sometimes people are not into culture music. They're more into the fast life or whatever. So they'll look at me and like, oh, she's, you know, yeah, but, you know, I've also remember going up to Woodstock and I didn't change up what I was doing. I was just like, yeah, black, black. And then, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was like, all right, thank you so much. You did wonderful. You know, they invited me back, but she was like, don't stop. She was like, when you drive, just believe me. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop at the gas station. Just go. Right. Because- and that's New York. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in New York and it's like for it to be that it's crazy. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like at the time I was like, yeah, I thought I was, you know, telling them who I was. But I was just like, <laughs> wow, there are people that actually didn't appreciate and would feel intimidated by me. So that's when I was just like, wow. That was the most impacting experience. Yeah. A lot of people feel attacked. When they hear culture music and when they hear, when they, they get fed back the things that they've done and it's, and it's, and it's in a form that is heart hitting, it really touches them. But like with us, it touches us like, because it's our experience with Mm -hmm. them. It's like, you know, it touches them in a way of like. rebuke you know like they they can't take it they so it's like they're rebuking it because they're hearing they're hearing the truth of what it is that happened and it's like they can't take it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is too much it's definitely too much and we we need that outlet though we need we need more artists like yourself we need people that are helping people to connect because sometimes they really have to hear it like that you know they are resistant, like you said, from your own people, which is the same people, we share the same people. And that resistance mm-hmm. to wanting to connect to self and to your African self. And it's like such a, a fight against it, but people really have to, boom, it has to hit them sometimes like that, um, to, to just come into themselves, to, to be aware, to be awakened. And so it can't stop. It can't stop for real. So like, yeah. like keep, keep bringing the fire, sis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you have to keep bringing it because you know it needs we, to be said and not, a lot of people don't like to hear it so yes and a lot yeah and they don't like to hear it and um i if it was those messages that were said that brought me to be awakened and to continue to be awakening you know awakened so i appreciate those artists before me who has done that you know mm-hmm. right definitely 
Yes. With that, did you have any disappointments as a performer? Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) my first disappointments was in myself um I've had a lot of disappointments I'm gonna be completely honest and one of the greatest ones was I've been on like big stages and done the stupidest things and um like sting I've done things to, that were detrimental to um the outcome of my performance that that could carry a lot of weight on you as an artist when your art doesn't come out the way you intended it to be and Mm. (laughs) we're all we're all on that page (laughs) and another thing uh, one of my biggest disappointment was allowing people to um impact me and tell me who to be what to be how to be and um, that also impacts your art. So um, that's my greatest disappointing disappointment is just allowing me allowing others to tell me how to present myself as an artist. Mm, so, so in connection with you know uh, that type of influence, that outward influence. Um, what has been some of your biggest struggles when it comes to productivity, like writing your songs, putting together a project? Um, what has been some of the struggles that you've um, seen over the years? Um, some of the struggles, which is giving people what they want, because you, mm. you, you, are, you have people that always want to tell you, um, oh, this is nice, but you need to do this. Or <laughs> what? What? <laughs> And, you know, as an artist, like I've come, I've, I've done, I, I would say my first project was just all me. That was what I wanted to do, what I want to say. Um, and I lost that along the way because I was more concerned. I started recording more for not just me, but I wanted to please everyone. You know, people come to you, you need a hit, you need to write. So your focus is on what everyone wants, except for the, what, what the most high put within you to to bring out because you have something that's special within you and I think my greatest struggle was actually just uh, um you know just taking other stop people pleasing you know and to just create what I have to create so that's where I'm coming right now and um you know that's that's the force that I have right now just coming back to who I am and my art and just putting it out so people could hear the message that I have. Good thanks, good thanks. I'm just I'm just gonna say this real quick. I'm just admiring throughout the podcast while just recording that um there's just a real um honesty um that that I really appreciate that is coming through as far as um an artist being a woman. Right. Just it's just really there and you know, that comes with time, you know what I mean? That comes with experience and that comes with the bumps on the road. So, you know, it's good for our audience and just for others to just get that realization that, listen, you, you're here, you're here, the um, finished product, you'll hear all that, you'll see me smiling on stage and smile, but you, there is a backdrop, you know what I mean? And there's some times where you're going to really have to get yourself together and just pull through. So I really want to just say, um, I appreciate you, sis, and just um just giving our audience just a clear just real honest um 
perspective on, you know, just your role um, with the industry and in just your life. So I just give thanks for that. You know, I appreciate that coming from you because I felt like as an artist, you, you were so shy and they think we're not shy because we're just so um, bold with our art. Um, yeah. You know, I know Ephra is very bold with her art, but she's very reserved. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> to, <Yeah>. to all <laughs> falls. <laughs> like, my sister, you got to see her, uh, you know, so, but um, I felt like I, I've had, I've worked with people like manager that basically told me to lie about certain things and, you know, and then I would not want to be completely true with who I was because I was just afraid of people being in my business and, and so far. And that was a block that blocked every chakra in my body. Definitely. For real. So, um, speaking, let's, let's go to this. Um, like what, like who, who would be your most desired collaboration? Like it, it could be someone living or somebody that's not here anymore. Um, like that you would just have loved to, to share a track with? My greatest collaboration that I always wanted was Barris Hammond. <laughs> oh, snap. Okay, we put, put it out there, put it out there. Because, you know, I, and I was just thinking the other day, I was like, how am I gonna get this collaboration that I told, because I grew up, my mom paid a lot of Barris and mm. I love Barris Hammond, like, oh my, like my mom, and he was a big inspiration for me. And um, I went to his house and met him, went to his studio. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to do a collaboration with you one day. He looked at me like, okay. Speak it into existence, sis. Right. It's going to come. Right. That would be a double trouble situation for real. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. I was like, yeah, I, you see? I love that. I love that play. <laughs> yeah, she came in with the entendre. <laughs> I was because I honestly I took a step back from my music um at one point because I was just so I was just so hurt over just the music industry um you know they say as a woman and it's a real thing as a woman just being out there um it, I just was so hurt and I was just like oh I can't stand music and I took some time away and I was just like oh my gosh now now ho I'm gonna get Barris oh man I gotta get Barris for noticing but like Barris he's still on the top of my list and I oh. call I said it to him so I have to make that happen Right. Yeah, it, it's it's out in the universe doing so. Right. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. Yes, it's it's gonna out come. there. Are yeah. you working? On, <laughs> are you working on any projects right now? Um. Yeah, I have a project. I have a okay. I have a project that um I um, I completed basically. There's two songs that um I recorded with a band named General Roots. They're very like popular reggae band in New York and. Um, it's a song that came to me. So that song has to be recorded. And um, I did everything with Kali Bud. Um, I recorded it a while ago. Ooh, okay. He's a, not Kali Bud. There's the, um, not the. I see. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Don't say, I got you. I got you. I, got you. I, got you. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. 
science, so I'm trying to change my titles and things that I call people. But yeah. um, he's a Kali Bud based in Jamaica. He is the son of Bobby Digital, the producer. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I recorded it with him. So um, that's the project that I'm going to put out um, this summer and then moving into my new music that I'm working on. Okay. I cannot wait, sis. I cannot yeah. wait cover and it's called five 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 so five 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 that's my oh five is my number five 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 is my number definitely my number too <laughs> <laughs> um so um what, what what would be the best advice you can give a young black musician um coming up oh cautionary tales you could share um i think the best advice is to for just to be very conscious and cautious of how you deal with people mm-hmm. um, because you will, every human being that you mean, you can't impress them and you cannot leave a, you're not always going to leave a positive impact, but just be very conscious that you're dealing with someone and be very cautious of how you present yourself. Another thing is to always be your true self. Like that is the most important thing because um, people will have things for say if you, if you, you, you just have to be your true self because that can never be, um, you will never forget how to be that person. And that's going to come off on stage. It's going to come off in everything you do. And people really appreciate authenticity. And just, and I think a lot of the time we create, especially if you have an alias, you create this, if you have an alias and you create a whole new human being. Mm-hmm. I yeah, yes. Right. <laughs> At the same day, at the same time, there's still that true essence of you in the core of you. So I think that's very important. So, 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 um, getting on that aspect of being your true, true self, um, and you can't be anyone but yourself. What do you see or want to be as your legacy? What do you want to leave as your legacy? And this is like our closeout question. Yes, yeah. Um, I would just want to show. Um, people that you can be multifaceted, you can be, um, you don't have to be one thing, you know, and I, I think that that's something that we tell children all the time, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I tell my daughter, you can be, you can do anything you want and everything. Don't feel that you have to just, like, I've been blessed with so many gifts and talents. And I don't want people to think that as an artist, you just have to be an artist. No, right. be an, an artist, an educator, I can be a culinary artist. I can do, I've been blessed with so many gifts and talents that I don't want anyone to think that it is just one road. And I want to also artists to be able to um, expand themselves and do for their community and use the power that you have to impact others. So in a positive, just to gain from yourself and get and get your riches and your fame, but you have to, be able to improve the lives of others by the blessings that you have been given by the most high. So that's basically my closing message. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's an awesome one. And that's um, one of the reasons why this podcast exists is to, right. you know, give voice to um, the artists out there. Like mm-hmm. I, I know a, a lot of people in my life that are artists and, just to talk about it. It's not necessarily for, 
we're not out here for to be the top one po- podcast it's just for a voice that's yeah. all we want is to give every you know like it's a space to share so okay. i definitely wanted to create that for um other artists and i'm thanking you guys for being on this journey yeah. and you know welcome Kalila to the art of war um podcast fam and we give thanks for your time your time your energy um you're sharing your story right uh, i'm looking forward to i wish we could play a track <laughs> closing yeah. like um i wish we could play a track um but you so, know what? We can you we can probably add that on or something. Can somewhere. could we add that, Daryl? Yeah, for um SoundCloud, yeah. From SoundCloud. Yeah, so if we could add a track to the to it so people could hear um one of your songs so they can see your message. Oh, and, and your handles. We we need your yes, and um and we also need to let people know where we can find you. Find you. Okay. You can find me at, um, uh, if you Google my, my name, Kalila Rose, K-H-A-L-I-L-A-H. Um, um, Kalila Rose Official on Instagram, Kalila Rose Music on Facebook. Um, I have a website and I also do have my SoundCloud. Um, you, I am on SoundCloud and so forth. So if you Google me, you definitely find my information. And I just wanted to thank you all too for for doing what you're doing, because mm-hmm. just talking about art is inspiring. You know, yes, it, inspires. it definitely is. Yes, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. And thank you very much. Yes, you're welcome. It's I had a great time. This is another a pleasure one. having you. Another one.
trod with me on a rugged road. Help me carry this heavy load. Together we'll decipher Babylon code. And you are my first choice You are raging You are raging fire I'll be the ear to make it higher You are raging You are raging fire And I'm truly inspired Shoulders broad like the savannah Your skin tone burn like the sands of the Sahara You protect me like a Santi warrior And stimulate my mind like the marijuana When I it balance my heartbeat and it bleeds me how oh, you treat me I'll keep bullying on right man I'll keep bullying on firm and strong I'll keep bullying on so full of life me I'll keep bullying you are my first choice you are raging you are raging fire I'll be the ear to make it higher. You are raging, you are raging fire, and I'm truly inspired. I'll give you a new song full of life. Me, I'll give you a new.